This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. President Barack Obama may not be able to convince Congress to lift the roughly 50-year-old U.S. embargo on Cuba before his second term is up, but the White House is doing everything it can to build more ties to the communist country. The latest round of measures from the Obama administration that go into effect today promise to be popular with cigar aficionados and poultry exporters. One measure allows U.S. travelers to bring home as many of the Cuban stogies as they can carry. Another measure lifts shipping restrictions that have hindered the U.S. poultry industry as exports rise to the island nation. Up until today, foreign-owned ships could not return to a U.S. port for 180 days after docking at a Cuban port, often complicating sales to the island nation. It's just 90 miles off the U.S. coast. We're ecstatic, Jim Sumner, president of the U.S. Poultry and Egg Export Council, told AgriPulse, He said, quote, it's probably about the best thing that the Obama administration has done without needing the approval of Congress. We're very pleased, and we're sure our Cuban friends are even more pleased. Exports of most types of U.S. agriculture commodities to Cuba are on the decline, but shipments of poultry are on the rise this year. U.S. exported about $66 million worth of poultry to Cuba in the first eight months of the year. That's up from about $63 million at the same time last year. Sumner said of the 180-day rule, it was very problematic. It was just very restrictive and had an impact on our freight costs. North Carolina tallies up damage from Hurricane Matthew. The rain, winds, and flooding from Hurricane Matthew hit farmers and ranchers in North Carolina especially hard, and it will be weeks before full damage estimates can be made. That the word of Governor Pat McCrory in an audio recording posted by the USDA. More than 70% of the North Carolina poultry producers were hit by flooding, and the damage was severe, said Bob Etheridge, state director for the USDA's Farm Service Agency in Raleigh. He said, it's terrible. Some of these chicken houses had several feet of water in them, and there's nothing producers could do. Unfortunately, when that happens, the litter and everything else becomes mush. The animals, of course, have drowned, and they've got to get them out. But... That's hard to do, Etheridge said. Even in houses where the water has subsided, the earth is often too muddy to drive heavy machinery. The damage was also severe to many field crops. Soybeans, corn, and sweet potatoes were hit especially bad, according to Etheridge. China reaffirms commitment to keep buying U.S. soybeans. Chinese officials made a show of signing a contract to continue importing U.S. soybeans at an event in Iowa on Friday. It was attended by USDA officials. USDA Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Phil Karsting was at the U.S.-China Cooperative Forum in Iowa and said China's demand for U.S. soybeans is increasing because of the country's growing middle class and its rising demand for protein. Chinese soybean imports slipped last year but are on the rise this year, according to USDA data. China bought about $10.5 billion worth of soybeans from the U.S. in 2015, down from $14.5 billion in 2014, that according to Foreign Agriculture Service numbers. This year, the trade picture is looking brighter. China imported about $4.1 billion of U.S. soybeans in the first eight months of the year, up from $3.5 billion from January through August last year. Every other row of U.S. soybeans is exported, and about every fourth row goes to China, according to Karsting. 
USDA's GYPSA rules already getting mixed reviews. USDA rules to establish new regulations on poultry and livestock marketing practices haven't even been published, and they've already received criticism and been lauded by different sources. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts said in a statement that he will be opposed to them if the three GYPSA rules that the USDA set to the White House Office of Management and Budget are at all like the previous proposals released by the USDA. While the impact of these rules is not fully known, if they're in any way similar to the 2010 GYPSA proposal, I have serious concerns that the U.S. livestock, poultry, and meat sectors will be tremendously burdened and experience irreparable harm during already difficult economic times, Robert said. He continued, I will continue to advocate for the interest of livestock, poultry, and meat producers as these rules move forward due to the harm that they will cause, not only in my home state of Kansas, but across the country. Meanwhile, National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson said the rules, one interim final rule and two proposed rules, will be a win for agriculture. Johnson said, livestock producers and poultry growers have been waiting too long for much-needed protections against the fraudulent, anti-competitive practices they fall victim to in the marketplace. We applaud the USDA for staying committed to publishing rules that seek to protect producers, growers, and consumers, and the industry alike. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said in a letter to the North American Meat Institute that the rules are needed. Vilsack wrote, the farmer fair practice rules will seek to help balance the relationships between livestock producers, swine production contract growers, and poultry growers with the packers, swine contractors, and live poultry dealers with whom they interact. Well, here's today's He Said It. I saw a photograph the other day of a soybean field that looked like it was a rice field. It was just covered in water, and you could barely see the tops of the soybeans. That was Bob Etheridge, state director for USDA's Farm Service Agency, talking about the flooding from Hurricane Matthew in North Carolina. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Gowling.